This message comes from NPR sponsor Total Wine and More. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Janine Hurst. Three Republican candidates remain after Iowa's caucuses on Monday. Former President Donald Trump won that contest, and he's leading in the polls ahead of the New Hampshire primary, which takes place next Tuesday. But that contest is closer as Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley fight for votes. NP- NPR's Danielle Kurtzleben has more from New Hampshire. Well, their messages haven't really changed since Iowa, except, I guess you could say there is a bit more attacking between the candidates, especially between Haley and Trump. Uh, Last night at a rally, Trump made it very clear he's focusing on taking aim at Haley, both personally and uh, at some of her policies. Haley had an event last night where she also stuck to her usual script. She is set to give Trump more of a challenge here, so she's really focusing on hitting him. Here in New Hampshire, she's kind of trying to treat this as if it were a two-person race. NPR's Danielle Kurtzleben reporting. The U.S. Supreme Court is hearing arguments today in a case that could upend decades of federal regulations. As NPR's Carrie Johnson reports, the case is being championed by the conservative legal movement. A group of herring fishermen are challenging a federal rule that requires them to pay for observers on their boats. But the case involves a lot more than the fishing industry. Lawyers for the fishermen are asking the Supreme Court to overturn nearly four decades of precedent that governs how judges interpret federal regulations. They're backed by conservative legal foundations and business interests. The case could have big implications for environmental protection, gun safety, and nicotine. The Biden administration says a bending precedent could be a convulsive shock to the system. A decision is expected from the high court by June. Carrie Johnson, NPR News, Washington. Medicines making its way to Gaza for Israeli hostages held by Hamas. And Israel is allowing in specialized medicines for Palestinian residents facing a collapsing health system in the bombarded Gaza Strip. As NPR's Daniel Estrin reports from Tel Aviv, Qatar and France helped mediate the deal. This is the first time Hamas has agreed to allow outside humanitarian aid to be delivered to its captives since the October 7th attack on Israel. The medicines were sent from France to Qatar to Egypt. Egypt and are being delivered across the border to Gaza. Chagai Levine, an Israeli doctor representing the families of the hostages, welcomed the deal in part. As a physician, it's not enough to send medications. You need medical team to be there. You need to treat the right medications for the current condition. An Israeli official told NPR that in exchange, Israel is allowing in specialized medicines for Gazans to treat cancer and other conditions. The deal comes as Hamas announced the death of two hostages. Daniel Estrin, NPR News, Tel Aviv. And you're listening to NPR News from Washington. Health officials in California say they're no longer recommending that people isolate for five days after testing positive for the coronavirus. From member station KQED, Kevin Stark reports the updated guidance differs, though, from that of the federal government. New state guidance says if you test positive for COVID, you should stay home until symptoms are mild and improving and until you no longer have a fever for 24 hours. Health officials say the earlier isolation recommendation was meant to reduce the spread of a virus in a population with little immunity. Now, they argue, many people are vaccinated or have some natural immunity from being infected. 
However, the federal government still recommends those with a positive test stay home and isolate for at least five days. At least one school district has responded to these changes. Students in Oakland who test positive for COVID are no longer required to stay home, as long as they don't have any symptoms. For NPR News, I'm Kevin Stark in San Francisco. The oldest member of the Senate is hospitalized for an infection and getting IV antibiotics. 90-year-old Republican Senator Chuck Grassley's office says he will return to work as soon as possible, but didn't give further details about his condition. Grassley had surgery last year and briefly had to use a scooter to get around. He's the top Republican on the Senate Budget Committee and was first elected to the Senate in 1980. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 55 points. The Nasdaq is down 139 points. That's down nearly 1 percent. The S&P 500 is down 30 points. That's more than a half percent. I'm Janine Herbst, NPR News in Washington.